Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast where I am sharing my book Feelers, a chapter or sometimes two a week. This week is chapter 25. Enjoy. Stepping off the ladder a few levels down, I found another small door. This one opened smoothly without protest and was big enough for me to walk through without stooping. It opened onto a narrow wooden walkway with a wall on one side and nothing on the other. Peering over the edge, a burst of joy filled me with renewed hope. I was in the secret library. I stretched out on top of the bookshelf and breathed in the dusty smell of the ancient books and papers. The bookshelf stood about a foot away from the wall, and a crude ladder had been attached to the back of the overstuffed shelves. I climbed down carefully, trying and mostly succeeding in not knocking too many papers onto the floor. I squeezed between the shelves and the wall and stepped into the middle of the small, overcrowded room. I chose a faded purple chair flanked with precarious towers of books. I curled up in the comfortable seat and looked around. The books were all written in a language I didn't recognize. Languages had been one of my talents in school, and in the earliest days at Silent Trees, I had been allowed to continue my studies for a bit. Languages were considered useful. But this language was an ancient one a taboo subject. The destruction of the ancients was a lesson. Nothing could be learned from them except to not follow their path. A horrendous screech from somewhere outside my cozy hiding place made the tiny hairs on my arms stand up, and I shivered uncontrollably. I tried to shrink into the plush chair and hide in its softness. I listened intently and heard another sound, a constant crackling noise. It was quiet but persistent and soothing. I dozed for a while in the comfortable chair and woke with a start some time later, when the hidden door opened. I slid to the floor and tried to hide behind my chair. The golden-robed figure was dirty and singed. She laughed when she saw my hiding place. Elena! I jumped to my feet and threw myself at her. She laughed breathlessly as I crushed her in a tight hug. Okay, okay, I can't breathe, she gasped, and I stepped back and gave her a little space. I thought something terrible happened to you, I blurted out without thinking. The speed with which her smile faded told me that I was correct. No matter what's in the past, she said after a moment, now is the time of importance. The golden hills are burning. Her eyes were bright with excitement. She put her hands on my shoulders. Do you understand? She asked with frightening intensity. Her kingdom is burning. Is it over? Has she lost? Elena's smile faded a little. No. This is the next step in her plan, but things have not gone exactly as she wanted. You slipped through her fingers and forced her to move on. You made her burn her kingdom. Elena's face was flushed with excitement. I noticed the crackling noise was growing louder. Elena, I said, is the tower burning? Her tower is burning, but we're in the real one the tower that survived it all. There's ancient magic here. Can't you feel it? 
I could. The air was thick with it. She held up her hands and I placed my palms against hers. Energy churned between us, growing more powerful and glowing with a bright white light. The air around us throbbed and crackled with electricity. Elena pulled her hands away first. It's quieter now. The fire must be dying down. The crackling was softer now and less frequent. Elena laughed happily and put her arms around my waist. It's time. We can go now. Where are we going? Elena's eyes glowed with excitement. There's a path not far from here. That's all I know. I've never been where we're going. We found the path easily enough. Stepping out of the library revealed a blackened and burnt world. The smoking remains of Misha's golden countryside. The ancient tower stood alone. The stones were black with soot, but the tower stood as strong and unshakable as ever. Our path lay to the north. Tiny white flowers poked through the mess, showing us a safe route through the worst of the destruction. When we finally reached the trees to the north, the flowers clumped at the edge of the forest, where a well-worn path cut through the trees and climbed into the cliffs beyond. Elena did not hesitate. She plunged into the forest with complete confidence and hurried down the path. I had to jog to keep up. Her pace eventually slowed as we began climbing up the mountainside. The path rose relentlessly. We picked our way over loose stones that broke free under our feet and plunged down the cliffside. As we scrambled over large boulders, I tried to avoid looking over the edge. Elena dropped to her knees after we dismounted a particularly large boulder. The path was a little wider, and we could sit with our backs against the stone. Look at that, Elena said breathlessly. The view was spectacular. Below us, we could see forests sprawling in every direction. In the middle lay the smoking remains of the Golden Hills, and beyond them, the city. Do you have any food? I asked. As much as I wanted to take in the view, it had been a long time since I'd eaten, and my stomach was protesting painfully. No, but I have this. She held up a small silver vial. I was told to keep it until we could go no further. I don't think I have much left. My voice cracked with a sudden, uncontrollable panic. How much longer? I cringed at the whine in my voice. I sounded like a petulant child. Elena shrugged. No idea. Let's just drink it now. I'm wiped out, too. She unscrewed the cap and sniffed it. Smells good. She took a swig and passed it to me. The vial was smooth and slippery in my fingers. The designs carved into the metal were familiar, but I couldn't quite place them. I sniffed the vial. The smell was spicy and invigorating. I'd never experienced anything like it. It attacked my senses and wrapped them in an energizing hug. I took a long drink and drained the vial. The liquid warmed me from the inside and sent a tingle of energy buzzing through every nerve in my body. I bounced to my feet and Elena popped up next to me. Onward, I said with a grin, and we continued to climb. The path came to an abrupt end on a flat expanse of rock at the top of a mountain. Three large rocks sat atop the flat, each vaguely triangular in shape and about the height of a tall person. A woman stood before each stone. Two were tall. One was quite small, but she stood in such a way that I knew she was the one in charge. Elena and I hesitated when we saw them. The little one stepped forward. Come here, she commanded. There was no hint of hospitality in her voice. 
We had no other option but to obey. We approached cautiously and stood before her. She placed her hands on her hips and examined us. She stood with her powerful, muscular legs spread wide. Her dark skin was smooth and luscious, but occasionally marred with ragged white scars. Old battle wounds, she said to our unasked question. Planning on adding a few more soon. The taller woman smiled and nodded energetically. One was pale and blonde. Her scars were pink and covered her forearms in an intricate web. The other was brown-skinned and almost scar-free. She bore one across her chest, along the ridge of her collarbone. A row of small, tattooed stars ran along its raised edge like decorations. "'You two come with me,' the smaller woman spoke with authority. She nodded to her taller counterparts. "'Good luck, girls. Bring us back something good.' The taller woman nodded and moved down the path Elena and I had just climbed. Our petite guide disappeared behind the largest rock, and we scrambled after her. The path dropped steeply, and we had to run in a wild, out-of-control way to keep from falling. When the ground evened out and we could finally slow down, we found our guide waiting next to a young white tree. She placed her hand on the trunk, and the ground dropped out from under her. She vanished into the earth, and Elena and I both cried out. We crept to either side of the tree and laughed nervously. Ready? Elena asked. I nodded. We put our hands on the trunk, and the ground dropped away. We screamed as we plummeted through a dark, cold tunnel that cut through the dense rock. We fell for a long time. I got tired of screaming and ran out of air. Elena stopped screaming as well. This is taking a long time, I yelled over the wind rushing up around us. I hope we land on something soft, Elena yelled back. The air around us grew thicker. It formed a fog that morphed into a soft, fuzzy cloud of fluff that slowed our rapid descent and placed us gently on our feet when we reached solid ground. As the cloud cleared, I saw three figures standing nearby. My eyes adjusted to the dim light, and I saw Gwen and our surly escort. Gwen! I ran to her, and she hugged me. It's good to see you again, my friend. We were focused on Leopold. Misha took us by surprise. I'm sorry. Her shoulders sagged and her smile faded. I'm fine. I'm so happy to see you. I laughed as I crushed her in a tighter hug. Enough niceties, the short woman said. We've got to act fast. Misha is on the move. Gwen nodded. You're right, San. She gestured to an opening in the cavern wall. Come on. The others are waiting. Elena and I exchanged a confused glance. Others? We said. And that is the end of chapter 25, book lovers. I hope you're still enjoying feelers. We are getting very close to the end, and I can't wait to share the end with you. Make sure to come back next week for a new chapter. And until then, keep reading. <laughs>